Hi, this is your host, Joe Shufo with Genesis Tech Socks 20, the podcast to make your customer experience better in 20 minutes with Genesis experts. Today, I was joined by Josh May from Genesis Cloud Support. I was really excited about this podcast because Josh has been around since the very beginning of Genesis Cloud. We talked about the difference of an on-premises environment and going to the cloud and the fear of not having access to everything. Actually look at that and realize it's not as bad as it seems. It's actually a good thing. And how do we, Genesis Cloud, move quickly to make sure that those issues are not something you even have to worry about? And lastly, where do you go to get better? What resources are available to you to learn from others or to learn on your own and make sure that Genesis Cloud is not something that feels uncomfortable? I can't wait to share this with you. Please join us and thanks for listening into the podcast. Josh, let's get right into it. Can you tell us about your background and how it's helped you with where you're at today within Genesis Cloud Support? Sure. I came from sort of a traditional background you'd think of for someone in this position. I went to school for IT, graduated there, and then got a job working for a small telephone company working on legacy analog systems. Transitioned from that into the telephony side of things with Interactive Intelligence. It was then purchased by Genesis, and, and here we are. Coming up through telephony, I think set a pretty good foundation for working with any piece of call center software. Since yeah. at the end of the day, call centers are here to make and receive phone calls. Having that telephony background has been really helpful as a foundation. And it's allowed me to pivot into other areas of the product to where now I sort of have this mile wide and couple feet deep view of an entire call center and how they're structured. Yeah. Diving a little bit deeper into that. Uh, you've got such a traditional background, so you understand how far call centers and contact centers and experiences have come from where they were. We look at on-premises environments, a lot of servers, a lot of upgrades, a lot of complexity at times. And now you're in this realm where everything is a cloud platform. How is that different for you? What do you think has been different on the support side around that? The biggest difference is probably the amount of control that even you have as, as a support engineer. Yeah. As you move into a cloud infrastructure, not only do your customers lose some of the visibility and control, your support engineers do as well. And it gets put in the hands of your development team and your product management teams and your testing teams. The pace is also incredibly different in a cloud world as well. With a premises solution, things tended to move a little bit slower. People were a little bit more patient. With cloud come the expectations that you're going to turn things around like a lot of our other cloud providers, like you might see from a Netflix or a Hulu or an AWS, something like that. For sure. So giving some background for those listening, you and I both started together same day. We both are very passionate about support and working with customers. I think as we look towards this, this current reality, we've got so many people that are on-premises and looking towards the cloud for either hybrid deployments or now go move, going to Genesis Cloud entirely. There's a little bit of fear there, right? And giving up that level of control, as you mentioned. What would be your answer to that? That idea that it's fearful to give up that level of control for a cloud-based platform. I'd say to look at it like a trade-off and yeah. it's, you're giving up some of that control but that doesn't mean that no one's in control. Yeah. Instead of you having access to everything you would with a premises solution and your servers and your logs and the troubleshooting, you're offloading that and letting the development and product management teams on the cloud side handle that. So when you, when you look at the idea of like cloud teams handling this, I would say a good example would be I've got to upgrade servers to the newest version. That means I'm down for the weekend or I'm doing some sort of customization or integration Typically, those are things that I would be as a, the owner of the software, right? Looking at maintenance or reading logs for. 
It's not the case anymore. Would you say that that's something that is not as much of a concern in, in Genesis Cloud or that, as your point, developers own it so they're seeing things and fixing it before it ever surfaces? Yes, and even beyond that, a lot of problems in those scenarios get caught before they ever reach production. Yeah. When you do have a shared cloud environment and you have that level of control from the development cycle, you can test for a lot more of those variables to make sure that those bugs and regressions don't make it into production. With a premises system, the developers wouldn't know what customer A and B were doing in detail, so they'd test in their lab, it'd be good. You'd go to upgrade on the weekend and run into a problem, and now you're in a step one situation. Yeah. With a with a cloud solution, all of that gets done on the back end, and that level of control lets it make sure that not only do you have more uptime and accessibility, those upgrades happen, and you never even know that they're going on. That's awesome. I think we've even seen in the past where little things like new versions or new features come out, you're no longer upgrading anything, right? You're just spinning up resources to make it available for people. So for the end user, for people listening, that means new features are available the moment they're actually ready. You're not looking at situations where there is infrastructure that needs to be addressed. It's ready when it's ready. It's available to you whenever you'd like to use it in that case. So traveling down this, thinking about the idea of I'm no longer worried about having access to everything. What benefits does that give me outside of just not having to worry about the infrastructure? It also gives you some scalability freedom that you wouldn't have with a more traditional system. With a premises system, if you want to expand your capacity, you're adding more servers, which you're purchasing and installing and standing up. With a cloud solution, if you need more capacity, at worst, it's an ask to the vendor for more. In Genesis Cloud, it's just you use it and we scale up on the back end and you just consume whatever you need. So when you think about consuming whatever you need, maybe we talk about customers that are developing their own applications or third-party applications that live within Genesis Cloud as well. Do you see a benefit there from a support aspect that it's a bit easier potentially to identify issues? Definitely. I'm guessing you're getting at the Genesis Cloud APIs and how third parties yes. can use those. Yes. This being a cloud infrastructure, add some consistency there so that you allow people to develop the third-party apps. Or as a customer, you can develop an add-on or a customization for your product without it becoming this big monstrous project. Yeah. You're no longer writing an entire application, you're writing a script that uses our APIs to do what you need it to do. So I love that you bring that up because we've seen with customers in the past, as we look towards those on-premises environments, they had a rock star engineer, he built a rock star integration, and then he left. And now who's going to support that? Is this something that you'd argue would maybe be alleviated when you look towards Genesis Cloud? It's definitely easier and less common over here. You yeah. might still have that Rockstar engineer that wrote a customization, but instead of it being thousands of line of custom code, it's a smaller code base that's using a well-documented API so that yeah. someone else can jump in and reverse engineer it and support it. Okay, so the ability to catch up to speed or at least understand what's being used, sounds like it's easier for you to identify and then also mm -hmm. for the customer to integrate directly into. Definitely. When we look towards the reality of things that sometimes issues will happen and people will need help, how does support address that quickly? And how is that different now in the cloud environment? I'd say the, the biggest benefit when something does go wrong is that since we're all on the same version of the application, we're able to more quickly isolate the problem and work towards a solution. Instead of spending cycles trying to understand the customer's environment or reproduce it there, we can test it in our environment, and then that gives us a starting point. If the problem follows into our environment, it points towards something on the back end, we can troubleshoot it there. If we can't reproduce it, it lets us focus on the customer environment and help them assist. The cloud nature of it also lets us provide better training, more consistent training, because we can train to yeah. the whole product, and it's never going to be a situation where 
well, you were trained on A, but this customer is really using B. Everybody is on the same thing. Training is consistent. The experience is consistent. So as you're, you're using your playbook to walk through these issues, you know what's standard. You know what to expect. And so when things are irregular, it's a lot easier to find those. Yes. And okay. there's a lot more playbooks that can exist in this scenario because you no longer have to account for as many customization points or variables on the customer side. I want to ask a couple more hard questions here. As we think about support, we, we've talked about the changes in the environment and why that makes it easy for you guys to find things. But if I'm a customer looking at Genesis Cloud, what gives me trust in the Genesis support engineer? Uh, what have you guys been doing to feel like you're competent and ready to jump in on these issues? We've been putting a lot of resources into internal and external training. We spent a lot of time in 2019 breaking our team into product support groups so that our engineers can specialize on a subset of the product and be more knowledgeable in one small portion rather than have to be a generalist across the whole product. We've also spent a lot of time putting together internal training and onboarding structures so that we can take an engineer, ramp them faster, and get them working cases and productive in, in a better way. We've also done a lot of staffing increases. Yeah. The care team when Genesis Cloud launched was very small and central to our old headquarters. Over the last couple of years, we've put offices globally. We now have an office in Sao Paulo, Galway, the Philippines, Sydney, and we're, we're working on increasing headcount in each of those offices. So you have situations where if a call comes in in the middle of the night, for whatever reason, business might be 24-7, it's going to be addressed by somebody. Yes, we have 24-7 support 365. And as needed, we also have an on-call support team staffed by senior resources. If needed, they can jump in to help support the regular teams if you call in at an odd hour. So yeah. that no matter what time you call in, there's someone who knows what they're talking about to assist. Okay. So as we look about the things that you guys are learning, I think such an important piece of the SaaS world, right, where it's now software as a service, it's no longer just stuff that's being installed and it works when it's ready. Are you sharing that information across the company? Do you think that's something that's been different when you look at maybe an on-premises type company? It is. We're doing a lot of sharing both internally and externally. Not only do we have an internal knowledge base that all this information goes into that everybody in the company has access to if they search through it. We're also doing things like offering training to our professional services organizations who more traditionally works on an implementation, but is being pressured more and more to help with troubleshooting. So we're taking our expertise from care in the troubleshooting and transitioning that into our professional services organization. We've also built training specifically for our partners so that we can bring them in and teach them some of our, our tips and tricks and how we use some of the tools they have access to to better support their customers without needing to engage with care. As we start to think about that, if I'm a customer, I'm using Genesis Cloud right now, are there ways that I can start educating myself? And are there ways that I can access that information that you're sharing with partners or with other people? There are. Not necessarily all of that information. Some of it's proprietary. Some of it wouldn't be of much use to a customer without access to backend logging. But we have made a lot of efforts in building certifications for our customers. Okay. We have a certification called the Genesis Certified Associate, or GCA, which is sort of the entry-level administrative certification for Genesis Cloud. We also have the Genesis Certified Professional line of certifications, which dives a little bit deeper into different sides of the product. So we have one for analytics, one for architect, and one for workforce management. So if I'm using the product, would you recommend that someone maybe narrow in or take one depending on their specialty? I would. I would say that the Genesis Certified Associate is a good certification to get anybody in the door. It's very yeah. general gives you a lot of administrative oversight. And then as you decide what you're going to specialize in with the product for your company, you look at the Genesis Certified Professionals and take the one that most interests you. If you're good enough, take all of them. But it's definitely <laughs> good to take the ones that you're going to be supporting the product for. Okay. So 
I, I guess if we were to look at that, why would someone take it, right? Is it is it just a good understanding to know what the product's about? Or do you think it offers a benefit in terms of supporting some of that yourself if you want to take that on? The big value add is you can support something better the better you understand that thing. Yeah. So while the, the certifications tend to focus on how the product works and how it's designed, having that context allows you to troubleshoot better and interact with Genesis Care when you need to talk to us. It helps us work off of the same lexicon so that we're all saying the same things and we can understand what we're discussing. And as we think about just the idea of getting better, I think there's a lot of people out there that want to learn more, right? They've got big hopes that they'd like to build into their customer's experience. And if this is a tool they're doing this with, where else could they go to learn more? Any other recommendations along those lines? There are a couple places. There's the Genesis Cloud community is a yeah. very good place to go for extra knowledge and to interact with other Genesis Cloud customers. It's a community of all of our customers, some of our support engineers, some of our developers, and some of our tech evangelists. It's a good melting pot of people to interact with. Not typically a place to go for support, but it's a very good place <laughs> to go when you have questions or you want to learn more, or you just want to see what other people are trying to do with the product and maybe get some inspiration into what you could do. I think there's a lot of value to that as we think about the ability to, let's say, a call flow or if someone's chatting with your company, what's the best way to extend that chat? What's the best way to, to get it to the right agent? It sounds like you could de-engineer or learn from people that have done it well. You could, or you could pose the question to the community in exactly that way and reach out yeah. and say, I'm trying to do this with this product. How would you guys do it? Or how have you done it? Or does anybody have any suggestions on things I should try? Okay. And what if I'm one of those people that just want to go off on my own, self-learn, and I want something right away that I can dig into? If you're that type of person, the, the best of those is probably our resource center, help.mypurecloud.com. That is all of our technical documentation around the product broken into the different roles you might fit in your organization. So there's documentation tailored towards the end user who's an agent in the system. There's the, the manager or the business user who needs to manage a team in the call center. Okay. And then there's a section for your administrators who need to set it up, configure it, and support it. We've also added several sections for troubleshooting the product. So common issues that might come up during implementation or running your business on a day-to-day, -day, common solutions and things you can try before you have to engage with care. So Josh, if I'm a current customer, how do I know that support is going to be there? I know we've talked about that notion of uh, you've got to trust us. We've got access to it. We make sure that things are fixed before you see it. But things are going to happen. New people are going to come in. How do you keep that quality on the support side? We keep that quality with our onboarding process that we just recently revamped. We've built a six-week onboarding course that takes a new hire from not knowing anything about Genesis Cloud to being competent enough to support our customers. That includes training on the platform and the infrastructure on the back end. It also includes specialized training in whatever product support group they're going to be working with. Okay. So when you mentioned they're working with certain product support groups, there is a feedback loop then. There's, there's something going on so that they're picking up every new piece of information to make sure you can share that, right? Yes. We have sort of two feedback loops there. We have our internal knowledge base that the engineers are able to provide feedback to, and that gets constantly improved. And then we have our resource center that's come up before, help.mypeercloud.com, where engineers internally can provide feedback to our documentation team, and they take that and act on and update documents. Engineers are the ones actually referencing the same documents that customers would be looking at. Yes. Okay. Now, thinking about customers again, do they have a say? Do customers have a way to get to you guys or to give feedback uh, around this experience too? They do. Since our resource center is public and our engineers and our customers are working from the same documents, that same feedback loop is open to all of our customers. If they notice something that's unclear or outdated, they're just as welcome to provide feedback that goes directly to our documentation team. They'll follow up for clarification if necessary and make whatever changes are needed to fix it. 
What are the ways that customers can get a hold of support? Is it just phone? Phone is how we like to handle our most critical issues. But for issues that aren't critical, we also offer web support. You can open a case with us through the web, either through the web portal or email. We also now offer chat support for certain issues if you'd like to. Okay. So I like to end every podcast with one question. If there is one thing that you could pick in your personal tech stack, what would it be? It could be an app, it could be a device, anything. If I had to pick just one, probably be OneNote. I would okay. I would die without OneNote. The ability to keep everything organized in one place that's cloud accessible is huge. I keep my personal to-do list in there. I keep all of my case notes. I keep notes on problems I've encountered so that when I hit something six months later and I know that I've touched <laughs> it before, it's easy to find. That's awesome. All right. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast with us. Thanks for having me. So don't forget to check out the resources at the bottom of the screen. We've got links to the items we talked about today, ways for you to learn on your own, to reach out and learn from others, and any other tips and tricks that we've learned along the way that we wanted to pass on. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe and share to Genesis Tech Talks in 20. We've got a lot more other exciting topics to go with you, and we'd love for you to join us in those as well. So thanks so much.